Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 47. No, I know I'm right because that's my age. And <laughs> wow, that's that that's, that's how I remembered. Oh. That was my age. I I always told you you stopped aging at like 30 34. Thank you. You're welcome. I like that. That's good. Case, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. Happy to be home. Uh, we just got back from the cottage and as great as it is, it is always nice to sleep in your own bed and, you know, just comforts of home. Watch TikToks and not have them buffer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a fun time, but I was just, I was happy to be home. It's always when you're, when it's about time to come back, you're ready. Yeah. I was probably ready earlier than you guys. I was like a few days before I probably could have gone, but then our Monday there was so nice, like the weather and it was fun times, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like a little bit too much fun. Too much fun? A little bit. I paid the price on Tuesday. Made bad choices. How are you, Jack? I'm good. We we had a really good trip. Uh, we're not going to talk about it now, but we did watch Black Widow. Yes. Oh, we're not talking about it? Uh, you didn't write it down. I did so. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. I didn't did. notice that. Okay. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes, though. So. Oh, I didn't take any notes. Okay. So... Why don't we just get it out of the way of just like we watched it. Yeah. It was a pain in the ass because the Wi-Fi there is slower than slow. And um, it took us like and it doesn't get dark there till about 1030 because it's like really far north. And um, we wanted to watch it outside in the gazebo and Jack had set up the projector and that took about an hour. Yeah. Then we finally moved inside. Like we should have called it a lot earlier, but we were like, we're just so determined to watch it outside on the projector. And we, you've watched sports all week there. So we were like, this is totally going to work. Yeah. Besides like the sports were buffering, but it wasn't like we, it wasn't the worst. But we didn't want the mood to buffer. There's nothing worse than that. But so we moved inside and then that took another good half an hour. We didn't start the movie until almost 1130, 12 ish. Right. Like it ended at 130. Yeah very late for the mama yes but you pushed through i did and i really enjoyed it but i do want to watch it again oh yeah i definitely need to watch it again potentially like tonight i might watch it okay yeah i just felt like first of all i loved it and florence Pugh is incredible and she may come up later in the podcast but she is she was the for me she was a highlight i thought the action was great i thought the i just thought the whole thing was just enjoyable exactly what you want from a marvel movie yeah it's a very actiony and obviously knowing this movie comes out this year two years after endgame you kind of know what the end result is for black widow's story but this was a good it didn't really need to connect it didn't need to be a eulogy for her story it was just Mm -hmm. a fun it was fun to see her go on this adventure because you always talked about you always heard bits and pieces of her past yes but this is her like actually exploring it and she she did amazing it was such a it was such a just fun movie it was it was enjoyable it was just like kind of edge of your seat had funny moments like it was just perfect so yeah i definitely want to watch it again though tonight a couple more times yeah it was eh, it was really fun uh so we're gonna talk about loki episode five yes uh, our two top 100 movie challenge movies, Titanic. We we bit the bullet and watched it. Uh, I, ma- we're also- I made him watch it with me because I didn't trust him. No, that's very fair. I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> I know. I was like, you were watching it with me. Let's sit down. Uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, oh, wait, I already said Loki. Logan. Logan. The yes. other Low. Uh, and then a new segment, Once yeah. to Watch. Once to Watch. We're excited about this one. Uh, where do, shall we start? 
let, let's start with Titanic. Okay. I'm sure if everyone, long time listeners will know, we made fun of this movie the entire time. Uh, you did have a veto on our movie challenge. You took out Shutter Island. I did. I, I guess I'm still waiting for mine. I haven't used it yet. Really, really should have used my podcast powers and <laughs> used it for Titanic. Yeah. This is a three hour and 14 hour. <laughs> yeah, 314 like <laughs> hours. That is what it felt like. Yeah. Three, three hour, 14 minute movie. You feel every second of it. It's yeah. 1997 directed by James Cameron. It's. The story of Rose and Jack Dawson, which is Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, while aboard the Titanic. And I guess I'm, I'll, I'll say it just in case. Huge spoiler warning. Yes. If you don't know the historical event of the Titanic, this is accurate. Although, I thought there was a chance. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> when they hit the iceberg, I thought there was a yeah, chance. Yeah, they tried to turn. They almost made it. They did. It was very theatrical and dramatic. Um the positive of this movie is visually it is spectacular. It's beautiful. Because even your girlfriend who was half kind of watching with us said, oh, this was in 90. When, yeah, when was, was this? Because it still looks very crisp and it looks, it's beautiful. Like the inside is beautiful. Like the amount of work, like they recreated the ship, like the amount of work that went into this movie, I fully can appreciate. And seeing little young Leo, he, I mean, he's just the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. And, you know, Kate is beautiful like it's just it is a beautiful love story it's just like it's hard like it's like they met 24 hours or whatever 48 hours beforehand and then all of a sudden they're she's willing to die for him and I just I don't know it's just it was it's just a hard one for me I know it's like supposed to be the most romantic movie but I won't skip ahead to the end but um so how it starts is like is real footage, which I actually that's the part I enjoyed the most. Like I was like, I want to see like real footage and it's all the people waving and whatnot. And then there's like these divers looking at the Titanic and um, they're looking for the blue diamond, the heart of the sea, this huge rock diamond. And uh, so they're trying to find that. And then this rose as a of quite quite older woman, like we'll just have like a hundred or I don't know, she's old. She'd be very old, she's yeah. She's very old. Comes on board and talks to oh, little Bill Paxton. I was so sad to see him. I loved him. And he passed away, unfortunately. So um she comes on board and starts telling the story the story of her and Jack mm-hmm. Dawson. Yeah. And it's just oh, and he gets on the ship though. That's the fun part. Yeah. Jack gets on the ship. Sorry, um, that's Leonardo DiCaprio's character is Jack. So Jack gets on the ship by playing a poker game, and he wins this poker game, and he wins this ticket. Now he is considered third class, so he's in like a room with like bunk beds, and Rose Kate Winslet is like first class all the way. Like sits with the captain of the ship. Like she is like top tier. And she is engaged, or is she with that guy? Pulled They're by, engaged. Yeah. Billy, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. He's a complete asshole, like hits her, and he's just controlling. And very typical, I think, for that, especially that time of year, of like the year it was, that was very typical, the way they treated women, right? It was very like, you're, I am the man, you are the woman. Yeah, he orders the lamb for her, and then after asks, you like lamb, right? Also doesn't let her smoke. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Let her let enjoy her, it. Let her have her smoke. It's 1902. Yeah. It's the Titanic. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Yeah. So um, then she meets Leo. She's about to kill herself, actually. And then he saves her. 
and then they talk and then it gets you know revealed that he saved her they make up the story and then he's then treated like royalty and he's given a suit and he can come to the dinners and he's treated very nicely and yeah I don't know and they they fall in love in like 24 hours and then he draws that beautiful picture of her they make out and the truck they do a, a little more than make out yeah they really go for it um and then it's that same night it all falls apart yeah so in this three hour movie uh i wanted to make sure i got it down uh first of all it takes 21 minutes to get to like our main story yes from the real footage and then the divers and uh they actually show a visualization of the crash yeah which is really cool i mean kind of not nice to do to like one of the survivors of like and the guy's like nerding out he's like oh look at how cool it like hits here and then it's like falling and i don't think you really want to remind someone no, that survived like, that yeah he's like it's not cool and she's just kind of like no and not really i really terrifying almost died yeah um so at an hour and 41 minutes is when the iceberg hits and the final i don't know how long would hour and i guess yeah not even two hours but under two hours is the panic the trying to survive getting on boats Mm -hmm. running through the entire ship you're only allowed on the boat if you're a woman a child or if you're first class basically it's how they organized it and then you had people trying to jump on and you had it was just it was panic and it's not for me that's not enjoyable to see like I can appreciate how much effort went into this movie but for me it was stressful like I'm just like I don't know like the real people lived this and I just it was hard to watch like it was just yeah they definitely don't uh glorify anything they show the struggle of like gates being locked and then basically saying to the lower class you're just gonna die here yeah like too bad basically so they finally, well, first she has to go save him because he's locked up because they planted the the ro- the the necklace, sorry, on mm-hmm. him. And so he's then locked up downstairs, handcuffed, and then she goes and she gets an axe and then she's trying to help she's him. She's like practice swinging and he's like, okay, just hit the same spot one more time. And she's nowhere close. And yeah. you could basically see him except like, all right, I might lose a hand. Yeah. And then she closes her eyes while she does it, which I was like, you might want to watch where you're heading. Yeah, because he closes his eyes because he might lose a hand. Yeah, I wouldn't want to watch that either. But yeah, yeah, and then they try to get out and the gates close and they, you know, and then she finally gets on a boat. Okay, so we go through like 20 minutes of this, like trying to get up to a level and then they get there and he gets her on a boat and then she's on it and it's being lowered and she jumps off the boat and she gets off and then tries to find him. And then it's like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, yeah. Now, like, now you're just, like, running through and, like, I guess it's supposed to be romantic. I didn't find it romantic. I'm like, save yourself. Like, I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah, you kind of have to be selfish in this moment when everyone's going to die. And especially the whole thing is, I guess it just has to be, it's more romantic because she's willing to sacrifice herself after knowing this guy for, I'm going to say, what what's most? Like, two days, three days? Yeah, let's give them three days. Yeah, let's right like just to be fair, sure. And they're just in love, and not. I I understand not wanting to be with Billy Zane. Like that part makes sense, but like why? One hundred percent. I felt like she was almost the kind of character that like doesn't need a man, but then she just falls for him. 
I think it's because her mom. Her mom was awful too, right? So yeah, all she cares about. She's getting on the boat, and she's like, "Is there first class seats on this boat?" Yeah, her mom was awful, and then she was just like, "This is how it is for us," and like, yeah, she's just horrible. I liked Kathy Bates in it though. She was pretty good. She was pretty feisty. That was Kathy Bates. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> that was Kathy Bates. Why didn't you correct me while we were watching? I don't know. When I heard you say Rosie O'Donnell, I wasn't entirely sure why you said it. Like I was like, "What? What do you mean?" Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. I wrote down great Rosie O'Donnell performance. <laughs> oh, it's no, it's Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates was really good. She was really good because she was a little, she was upper class, but she was a little feisty about it. She like, had like a southern accent. Yeah, and she was just like when he Billy Zane op- um, ordered the lamb for Kate, and he was just like, she said, like Kathy Bates said, um, can she does she can she speak for herself or can she like she stuck up for her and then. While they were on the boat, she was like, let's go back for people. And they were all like, no, like she was she was actually pretty cool as a first class. It just shows you can actually still be a nice person. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the better scene? I'm the king of the world or when uh, like I'm flying, Jack. Oh, God, I hate that. I'm flying, Jack. I'm sorry. I just don't. It's not for me. No, I like I'm a king of the world only because he was like an artist and he won the tickets and he, you know, he's, he earned he's, his way he to make earned it. it and he was trying to be this artist and he was trying to get back to home to America. And like, I think that's just it's just cool. Like, I just think it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the captain is so cocky that he's talking to someone and he's like, oh, did you light the second thing we like need to keep going he's like ah we're making so much good time we don't need to do that we're gonna be fine and it's just it's something i don't know if there's like actual retellings of these stories but i liked how that's probably how it would have been everyone is on this unsinkable ship why wouldn't you have all the confidence that it's gonna work totally yeah 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 and then so they finally get uh, in the well, they get in the water. Once it actually sinks, they get in the water. They find Jack finds Rose the door. So he's laying on it, or she's laying on it. And um, basically everybody around her dies in the water because it's so cold. She Jack ends up dying, but a, a ship does come back for them. One of one of the rowboats does come back and she can't talk really because she's just so cold. So then she ends up getting back in the water and she finds the guy with the whistle and she uses it and she is saved. And then she's on the boat that saved her. And she's in the um, third class, I guess, area. Mm-hmm. And she's got a like something over her head, like a blanket over her head. And Billy Zane comes around looking for her. And you can tell she's trying to hide. So basically, she wants everyone to think she died from her family. And then they show pictures of her life. And she was on a horseback. She was horseback riding. She was flying a plane like she clearly lived her best life right Mm -hmm. so that part i liked i was like you go girl especially when she tells the story about how um you know he married he had married into his wealth whatever and then uh by the time the great depression hit he put a bullet in his mouth yeah and i was like oh all right i I mean that's fair that's probably how she would have felt about him yeah for sure uh yeah that's all i got for that one um I got a few more things. Okay, uh, Jack just, he teaches her how to spit mm-hmm. off the deck. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, you have to, re- I'm not going to make the noise. Yeah. But like, he makes that real, like, get some phlegm yeah. up. And then the, the family walks by. And it's like, oh, this is Jack. The I think it's the mom's like, oh, charmed. Yeah. And he's still got spit on, on his, like, chin. <laughs> That's where Kathy Bates is yeah. like, oh, you have a little spit there. And just pointed for him, but. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to go in depth about the naked drawing scene? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. We kind of 
skimmed over that. Or them discovering the picture. And I wrote down in my notes um, that they... Sh- at first, I wrote down that they showed bits and pieces <laughs> of, of the ship. And then I wrote down, it shows her bits and pieces. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Celine Dion absolutely crushes it. Yeah. Even though you kind of forget. Like, it's... It's the like main song of it, but I feel like we don't hear it that much. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I mean, we love Celine, so it's great. Uh, band, the, oh, the, band, the band, the real MVP. They really are. Like, just played right to the bitter end, and then the, I like when the guy's like, "It's been an honor." When it's like about to go under, and he's just like, "It's been an honor playing with you guys." Should have just kept playing as he froze. As he froze and just, just doing what you love. I don't even love. think they they got life jackets. Everyone else no. did. No. <laughs> Get out here and play while everybody's... Yeah, because at first, when it's first sinking, someone, like, sends them out and, like, all right, play something cheerful and make sure, like, basically to distract people. Yeah, from looming death, yes. Um, My last thing, which is my favorite, is... Uh, have you ever heard the conspiracy theory about this movie? No. That Jack Dawson is a time traveler. Oh, boy. So, in in the movie, he mentions Lake Wasoda and fishing, I think, with his dad. His dad, yeah. The interesting part about this is this Titanic set in 1902. Lake Wasoda, man-made lake, wasn't created until 1907. <gasps> Uh-oh. Definitely just a writing flaw. Yeah. But yes. I'm going to go with he's a time traveler. That'd be way more fun. Like just, just, and it's it's only that one thing. I think people have other reasons and other clues and like his style, like it, like the style of his hair and stuff. But okay. I just liked the Lake Wasoda part of it. They should do Titanic 2 and they meet each other in a different time. That'd be great. I think you've been watching too much Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) That you think we're just going to create this alternate timeline. Yes. (laughs) Like the ending, like the like very ending of like her passing away is really sad. Like I'm just like she imagines being back on the Titanic with Jack. Yeah. And it's like I, I know it's your like fond memory because that's where you met him and knew him. That's just really sad. Yeah, no, it was sad for sure. Are you ready for second movie? Yes. All right. Uh, Logan. Yes. 2017, directed by James Mangold. Uh, It's the story of Logan, Hugh Jackman. Uh, He cares for an ailing Professor X, played by Patrick Stewart, uh, and his wish to remain isolated is stopped when he meets a young mutant. Excellent. Good. Okay, so I have never seen any of the Wolverine movies. Okay, Wolverine, I was going to say you did watch, what, like 45 minutes of A Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Because you like Sophie Turner? Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening because I came in halfway through and I've never watched any of them, so I had no idea what was happening. Um, So I didn't have a lot of context. Like, I didn't really know who Patrick Stewart was. Like, I didn't really, is it his dad? Is it like, because in the movie they kind of say it is. He's like, oh, that's my dad. But then I'm, I didn't know if they were just saying that. And then he's like in a room, like in a silo almost, it looks like. And he's just given drugs. So he doesn't have those, um, the mind things. So it makes everybody else like stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the kid. The kid was my favorite part of it. Like she was so kick-ass. First of all, she didn't talk for three quarters of the movie, which no. I thought was great because she just stared at him the whole time. And he didn't want to help her. He was like this crusty old limo driver now. And he didn't want to help her. He just kind of wanted to drink himself, I guess, to death. Mm-hmm. And um, so then he gets tracked down by this woman who I can't remember her name. but uh, Gabriella, I okay. think. Yeah. So she had worked at this plant 
where they were making these kits, like making mutant kits. And then they were going to kibosh the whole thing because they figured out a different way. So they were just going to like get rid of the kits. So they helped them escape. And they had told the kids like meet at this longitude and latitude or whatever. So this Gabriella girl gets, you know, finds Logan and is like, you have to, can you get her here? Like she's in grave danger. And then like, that's kind of the movie is just them trying to get to this place. And they're being tracked by some really scary people. (laughs) Like they're really, I have to say this movie was super violent too. Like it is gross because of his, his Wolverine like things. Yeah. Like the claws, the opening scene in particular, when, uh, He's just kind of he's just sleeping. He just pulls over to the side of the road and is sleeping. And then they're trying to steal his hubcaps, like yeah. those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just said you're gonna strip it. So as soon as they try to confront him, it is kind of the cliche. The when I, the comparison I thought of was uh, Jack Reacher okay. when he when he's like not hitting on the girl in the bar, but he like is at first, but then he's not interested, and he calls her a whore, which is. I'm sorry. It's hilarious because he's like, he's not saying that she is. She just said like, she's dressed like one. Okay. And it's the like Jack Reacher when they're all like surrounding him and they all fight him. It's like the cliche where the old guy gets underestimated. Yep. Especially Wolverine. Like as soon as you see the claws, like you, you, you're done for. Like I'd be bye. Yeah. I'm not going to bother you anymore. <laughs> like it's just the, I found the, the deaths pretty gross. Like the way they, like jabbing in the head or in the throat or like I was just like Hoo. like it's definitely it was it's yeah. out of my comfort zone I can see why I never watched that movie yeah they didn't hold anything back no it was very violent um so yeah it's just about him getting the kid there right Laura and I guess it is technically his daughter right they they do say that in the movie yeah so because she's like a little Wolverine yeah. only she's got a spike in her foot and she went, I don't know how they did those fighting scenes with her because they are incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, like how she, like, I don't know how you'd have a stunt double for that because she's tiny. She's just a kid, right? Yeah. So those are really cool. Um, yeah, I put there, I put in my notes, like, a lot of violence. <laughs> like, it was very violent. And I liked when they got, is a spoiler to say they get to the place they were going to? Okay, he gets, he gets Laura to where... He's supposed to get her to yeah. after a really long time and a lot of fighting and a lot of running and all of that. That's my favorite part of the movie is because then she's reunited with her mutant friends. Yeah. That, that, it, I liked that. Yeah. Having that big group come back together was really nice. Yeah. Like I liked that part of it and they're just kids, but they all like look out for each other and they all, you know, but it's not over there. No. <laughs> no. Is then the people track them there and get try and get the kids and yeah so I don't know what else to say about it. Um, Go ahead. It it being rated R was definitely oh. not subtle. Yeah, it's about about a fuck and a shit every <laughs> ten seconds. It yes. felt like yeah. Um, yeah, the violence is just it just felt real. Mm-hmm. Like obviously it's not it's Wolverine with claws coming out of his hands, but it just it felt like the reality of what it would be like if Wolverine was actually in the world. Right, right. And, like, actually fighting people. Because there's, like... It's not like you're going to, like, softly put them... Like, kill yeah. them. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's real. It's... Yeah, you're really jabbing people with it. Yeah. Um. Also, just as he's driving the limo, just one girl just shows him her boobs. Yeah. It just was so unnecessary. It felt like... It felt like everybody was in the room and, like, all right, it's rated R. What do we do? All right, let's throw some fucks in there. Yeah. 
get get a lot of swearing and then someone just like guys i got it yeah boobs i know and it just it's silly and it just seemed like it was a room full full of a bunch of dudes yeah and no girl to go why why (laughs) why would you do that why that that's not really necessary to the story it's not necessary to the story it wasn't necessary for anything like it was so silly and i don't know yeah it was stupid uh i also really enjoyed how they had the x-men comics and he hates them and he yeah. ridicules them he's like this isn't real this is like this isn't what it's really like which is what and i think it wasn't just x-men i think it was all superhero like this isn't it was such a good like commentary a bit of like meta breaking the fourth wall kind of deal of like these are so dumb why are we doing this yeah. while they're in the middle of doing it right right is it is so it is considered marvel but it's DC? No. No. Mar- Marvel, DC are like... like Rivals. Yeah. Like okay, okay. Marvel is Disney and DC is Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. Like that's who they're owned by. Um, it is Marvel, but it's not like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Gotcha. It's like a different... It's the X-Men universe. Oh, okay. So it still is Marvel. And you've yeah. seen all those movies. Uh, I have. I, I didn't really like them. You're that not much. I'm not it. a big... Like I have watched them. Yeah. But like... You this, like the this cinematic. was my this was my favorite one though. Really? It was it because and the comparison I thought of and they even show it in the movie when they're in that scene with the ridiculing the comics is it just felt like a western to me. Mm. It yeah, felt like a gunslinger on his last legs and especially in this movie you can see Logan deteriorating in front of you. Yeah. You could just see he's not the same and I just I love that the realness of being a superhero and how your age is going to catch up to you. Right, right. You can't just do this forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I, like, I just, I feel like it's hard when you jump in, like, you know. the last movie. Yeah, like, I was just like, I don't know, I'm so, like, it wasn't that, it was confusing. Like, I feel like it could be a standalone movie, but there's things you miss. Like, I, you know, like, again, I didn't know who Patrick Stewart was. I didn't know who the other guy, the the albino uh, steven merchant oh he's so good he is really good that was sad it's a lot, a lot of death in that movie guys a uh, lot of death what do you think about the clone oh yeah i mean it was i guess a good idea that's why they took away the kids it's because they could clone them he was stronger and better and whatever younger. Right? I, I thought that was cool it was very just like terminatory yeah yeah it was okay i mean yeah um what about did you did you catch on to the prank shaving when which also first of all logan sleeps for maybe 25 percent of this movie yeah he sleeps or actually not even sleeping he wakes up for 25 percent of the movie yeah oh the kids when they did it yeah yeah that was cute and uh it's such a good little nod to like wolverine the character always had the facial hair like that where it just kind of that's someone i used to work with called me wolverine because that's what my facial hair used to look like yeah and it, it was just such like it was a little not or not even a little not it, was, it wasn't very subtle but it, i just found it really cool yeah 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 it was cute i liked that's my that again like i said favorite part is when she was back with them and that's not even very long but that was my favorite part uh, i think that's uh yeah i just i just loved writing prank shaving right that was really funny <laughs> and it just it felt like a movie that was made at the proper time. It's the end of the road. I mean, they're talking about bringing in the X-Men into like the Marvel, like uh, connecting it to the MCU. Mm. I, I imagine they do it with different characters. Right. But it, it's still as a separate franchise. I would still suggest people go back and watch all of them before you watch this, because 
although this is a spectacular movie, it is just so much better when you have the context of the rest for of the sure. movies. For sure. It's like me watching like Avengers Endgame or or Infinity War or something and being like, I have no idea who these people are. I don't like have any like I'm not attached to them. I'm not like right. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Yeah, jumping in a little late, but that's okay because it was on our list and that's what makes it fun. It's like watching Spider-Man Far From Home before you watch any of the other Marvel movies. (laughs) Which is what I did. I was trying to think. There was something. Oh, um, before we get to Loki, I wanted to give you the chance to explain to people why you were upset with me at the cottage. Oh, uh, why was I upset with you? Because of the commercial, the movie trailer. The movie trailer. Oh my god, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so while one night you're watching The Bachelorette and I was outside watching sports and you FaceTime me, even though we're maybe 20 feet away from each I other. Oh, I didn't want to get up. And you go, why didn't you tell me about this new M. Night Shyamalan movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just said, because it looks dumb and they just, they age. Like, that's the whole plot of it. And then people try to escape. It's this, for those who don't know, it's called Old and it's this beach where think they said like every half an hour is a year of your life right and then people try to escape the beach which like well what's the point just stay on the beach yeah like if you're gonna age you might but well wasn't sit there, there good and... people in it that's why i was excited about it or no i don't think so oh okay well you said it was because it was m night and it was i know like he always just, has the twist i know i feel bad for him because i feel like he gets like he's so pigeonholed which i know i've said before on here but i just i feel like he gets like so like pigeonholed into like maybe he just wants to make a regular movie right Mm -hmm. that was like one i think we talked about it before like the what ifs or and it was what if m night did the first harry potter movie how different could his career have been right where he doesn't just have to be the twist guy yeah because yeah for sure no there's nobody really in it yeah i didn't recognize anybody it's kind of one of those movies that it works without not like i don't want to say no names but like not having like huge stars like oh look there's leonardo dicaprio why is he on this beach like it's it's stuff like that that you don't need yeah yeah for sure all right loki episode five yes the penultimate i love getting to i love that word yeah the penultimate second last episode mm-hmm. um we pick up right where we left off loki is in he was pruned he's in the void in the void and confronted by these other lokis yes which we have Kid Loki, you have original comic Loki, Richard E. Grant, and then I guess, I don't even know what else you could call the other Loki, but it's just Black Loki. Oh, we had a name. I looked them up because Richard E. Grant, Grant sorry, <laughs> Richard E. Grant was called Classic. And Richard E. Grant was in the X and Logan, too. Was he in Logan? Mm, wow, not that I remember. I mean, I'm confusing movies. Yeah, they all had like a name though. Like it wasn't just like Loki variant or something. They all had like a name with it. I can't remember what that black eyes was, but do you want me to look it up? Yeah, because I don't, I didn't know they had like, diff- I just thought they were all just Loki. No, they all had like t- different names. So I looked it up uh, the other day. Um, yeah, so they're in the void. And then S- Sylvie, um, while they're there, Sylvie and Ravona are having a discussion whatever she's so annoying negotiation it felt like yeah and she's like you just have to trust me and we're all looking at each other like don't trust her like obviously no and uh so then she ends up sylvie ends up pruning herself so that she can be what did i say pruning is that oh that is i was 
I, oh, I was thinking me so weird there. Yeah, uh, because I, I was thinking I'm like, wait, she did it too. I I was I kind of already forgot, the, not like forgot the episode. I I took notes on it, but uh, yeah. So she prunes herself because she she also finds out during this conversation that getting pruned doesn't just kill you, right? That Which we knew. Yeah, I mean, we're like, it's sad. As soon as Mobius was pruned, we're all like, oh, right? I, th- I think in that moment we didn't know, but once they did it to Loki, that's when you're like, okay. Yeah, we're going gonna... to be good for now. Yeah. There's somewhere they're going, right? They're not just going to kill off him. Yeah. It's his show. Exactly. That'd be good, though, to do that. Really throw people off. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that there was also alligator Loki. I know. It was so cute. It eh? was just kind of funny every time they showed it. It's like, wait. And even when Loki's like, wait, so that's a Loki, too? They're like, okay. yeah. Okay. So it's Richard E. Grant is classic Loki. Yeah. Um, the kid is called Kid Loki. Um, two for, two the, for two. The black eye is Boastful Loki. Boastful Loki. Okay. Yeah. And that's all I can find right now. But. Um, it's also a really cool note that this, so this episode, episode five is called Journey into Mystery, which is a callback to Loki's first ever appearance in the comics with Thor is, was called Journey into Mystery, which was the majority of like the early Thor comics were called oh, okay. Journey into Mystery. Oh, these people, man. This world. What a crazy world. And just the, the amount of little things they connect are amazing. Yeah. Um, so Loki's trying to come up with a plan. They end up in the hideout where the Lokis all live. And what is that monster called? Do you remember what it was called? Uh, the cloud monster? Yeah. Eliath. Eliath. I was thinking Elijah, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> so they're trying to hide out from this Eliath cloud monster thing. And, and Loki, our Loki's like okay, let's like, what's our plan? They're all like, nothing. This is what we do. And he's like, no, there's got to be a plan. Um, So they're like, okay, we'll show you where it is or whatever. So they go for a walk and he's like, okay, it's right here. And then all of a sudden a car starts pulling up and there is Mobius and Sylvie together, which we'd already, sorry, we'd already seen that. Yeah. Mobius picks her up and makes a really funny joke. You should, you should be more careful about who you get in the cars with. Yeah. I like him. He was my favorite. Um, so, so then they're kind of all there and then Sylvie's trying to come up with a plan, which she has one, I guess is like, I, you know, I'm going to enchant this monster so we can get past it and then get to the real person. Mm -hmm. So Loki, and then, so Loki ends up giving, um, Mobius the temp pad so he can get back to TVA and do whatever he's going to have to do. And then Loki and Sylvie tried to defeat this monster by... What was it? Enchanting. Enchanting it. Right. And Loki doesn't know if he knows how to do it. So he Sylvie holds his hand and they enchant it and then it's not working. And then all of a sudden there's Richard E. Grant. There's yeah. classic Loki. Classic Loki that reincarnates uh, Asgard. Yeah. So then the monster's coming along and trying to bite it, but it's not there. So he's like trying to distract it enough that they can do their thing. And that's what they do. Yep. Yeah. Uh- just to spoiler just yeah just, just to go back even uh when they're in this fortress um loki's like all right i'm leaving and they're all standing there and he opens it and there's another loki and like, another tom hiddleston loki yes looking at him and it's also again because it's marvel and they have everything connected uh it is president loki mm. which is going back to a 2016 comic storyline in which loki runs for president wow 
That's cool. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of them. So they find the hideout and then they jump in. And and you find out it was boastful Loki was the one that gave him up and yep. said, oh, uh, I, I gave you guys the location and you were going to give me the throne. And I mean, it's Loki's trusting Loki's. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. There's deception everywhere. The other thing to me that really, it kind of shocked all of us was to get to to get to this point to get to the TVA's attention you have to create a nexus event mm-hmm. and so like he's kind of i think he just asked because kid loki is the one that mm. is the leader of this group so he says like what was your nexus event mm. and kind of takes a pause and you're like okay what what could loki have done like what what is he what is he thinking what's going through his head and then he just goes i killed thor i know and it was just such a shock <gasps> even though it's not our thor it was still such a shocker yeah that was crazy it was one of those moments where you're watching and you're like what mouth hits the floor yeah uh mobius so he gets back to tva b15 is stuck in this like really cool looking cell yeah it is cool um the other really only thing I had, which was another very small nod, was they had the Thanos copter mm, from the comics. Yes. And it's literally just a helicopter that says Thanos on it. Very, very small thing. But when you see it in the comics and they bring something so small like that into you could see how much work goes into this universe. And people will get mad about how these movies are made. But there's so much attention to detail. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know. It's incredible. The, the real super fans must get so much pleasure, right? For yeah. me, I just kind of take it at face value, but, you know, I enjoy it. But then there's so many other, like, Easter egg things, and right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that all you got? That's all I have. All right. Uh, so next episode, we'll, we'll talk about the finale and really what it means for the MCU moving forward. Yes, yeah, Because there's sure. a lot of implications there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> next, we've got... Uh, ones to watch which when you just said it's people we're looking forward to <laughs> is how you described it to me first but ones to watch is a much better title yes and uh we have five i'm just gonna tell you now cheated completely cheated i put eight people oh my I just... god okay well i have six. <laughs> oh, you're gonna i have an honorable mention because i don't actually know her but I, that she's in something that i'm looking forward to seeing so then i looked her up i really i really hope we don't have the same ones well i know we're gonna have the one the same i i left it to you oh okay good, I, good, I kept good. that one open okay, but because that's yeah i'm gonna go in so i'll go do my honorable mention uh okay do your honorable mention i'll do my three honorable, honorable mentions, mentions. yeah okay so my honorable mention is daisy egger jones and she's in a show called normal people which i really have always wanted to see but we actually don't get it here or i can't find it which is crazy i hate when that happens because we have like every digital service imaginable um but she is in one of my favorite books of all times is where the crawdads sing and she is going to play the main character well there's only there's not a lot of characters in the book um but she's the main character kaya who lives on the bayou and uh, she's just incredible character so i'm really excited to see this girl play like i have very high high hopes and expectations for this character because when you read a book you you have you create it in your head and then you hope it comes to life. Now it is Reese Witherspoon who has done an excellent job on little fires everywhere. Um, and big little lies were also, I don't, I don't know if Reese was part of like, I know she's in the movie. I don't know if she was a producer, but she was a producer on this one. So that is my honorable mention. My one 
honorable mention. All right, my three honorable mm-hmm. mentions. Uh, the first one, Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, okay. Because she's still only 24. We've yep. seen her for quite a while. Like, she's been a yeah. child actor. The only thing is why I couldn't put her in my top five is I'm just, I'm worried about her choices and, okay. like, what she wants her career to be, mm-hmm. which is, I, I want to put it in her hands of what she wants to do. I'm just thinking three, four years down the line, how are we going to be looking at her? Because the most recent thing I've seen her in was the, like, live action, or, like, live action animated combination of Tom and Jerry. Oh, okay. Which I, I just, like, I, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be mean, but, like, I just, I'm interested in her potential. Yeah, right. Good. I like that. Uh, also, Letitia Wright, who, I mean, Black Panther, yes. she's in Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what... Uh, I think Black Monday is a show. I'm just, if that's her, that's <laughs> right, her path. Right. Um, she is just so phenomenal, especially because she plays this like funny character in Black Panther. And she being just a part of Black Mirror to me is, is impressive enough. I, again, it's the choices. What is she going to do right. differently as she's growing up? Yeah. Um, and also Maisie Williams. Okay. Because I haven't really seen her much since Game of Thrones. Right. And I'm worried if she's going to fall into... I mean, Daniel Radcliffe has had a career, but everyone's going to remember him for Harry Potter. No. And I'm just thinking, is everyone just going to remember? And it's not a bad thing to be remembered for Arya Stark, but is there more? Yeah, I mean, I would think as an actor or actress, you want to have variety. And if people pigeonhole you in, in the Hollywood, it must be really challenging to find something that's like you know trying to show your range and trying to show like i have more in me right so yeah that's a good one i like it um i realize now i forgot a name that i I put one i thought about it but didn't put it down okay so you have nine is what you're telling me yes okay um this is gonna be different the ones to watch usually go with younger people that you're thinking are they gonna take the next step I'm interested to see what Saoirse Ronan does next. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because she is like, to me, like B-list, B-plus list, borderline A-list. I'm interested because she she has always made phenomenal choices. She really has. She's picked really good roles for herself. Yes. Or yeah, for for her skill set. The first time I saw her was Hannah and she's so freaking good in that. And then it was like um, Brooklyn, like she was so good in that. Like she does have a wide range, so I do like that. Um, and obviously, like Little Women and um, Lady Bird, and so yeah. Even she's, Grand Budapest, she's not oh, in it much, yeah. but she just she she's, makes an impact. She really does. So that's the I'm interested to see because to me, if if I'm thinking four or five years down the line, she to me would be the number one. Yeah. She could be like a Kate Blanchett, I feel, right? Kate Blanchett's always got a wide range and she's always being nominated for things and she's a very, you know. Well respected. Yeah. And she's just fun. Sersha. Sersha. I love that name, actually. Um, okay, so my, because I follow the rules, my number five is Aquafina. So when I first met, uh, saw her, met her, because her and I are BFFs now. No, when I first saw her, I think it was for Ocean's 8. I could, no. Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah, okay, that was so going to be... That's what I, I think. I think they're, like, really close, though. Like, I think in the IMDb, it was... I don't remember. But anyways, when I... F- yeah, so Ocean's 8, Crazy Rich Asians is kind of, like, 
the combo of where I saw her and in Crazy Rich Asians she is so funny like I liked the movie I wouldn't say it was like phenomenal like I wasn't like I, like I enjoyed it like it was a good movie or whatever but for me she took she stole the movie like I just thought she was so good um and she's in a couple that I want to see coming up so I'll, I'll definitely I like I want to check her check it out and I yeah I really I like her I think she's funny and I think she has a lot of potential so mm-hmm. I've seen her uh a little bit before she hit the big screen, she was kind of on like, not like YouTube shows, but yeah, she was on smaller had, oh, stuff. Oh yeah, it had lots of those. I hadn't seen obviously any of them. So yeah. That, and she'll be a part of, she's joining the MCU. Oh boy. Who the, isn't I? Yeah. The, uh, the only person that isn't is Sersha. Me. No. <laughs> They'll throw us in. Yeah. Background for sure. characters. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? They wouldn't put me in. I'd be like geeking out the whole time. I'd be like, yeah. I'm drinking this. Hi, Sebastian Stan. Hi, Bucky. Yeah. Would you call him Bucky? No. I call him Sebastian. Not like Seb. Hi, Seb. Never know. All right. Uh, My number five? Yes. Uh, Haley Steinfeld. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because the wide range of not just being an actress, but she's clearly jumped into this. Um, I think she's only 24. Yeah, she's pretty young. And she's a singer too, right? Yeah. So it's a and she did like the pitch perfect. Like that to me was the perfect movie for her. Right. To do. Yes. Now, now I don't think Pitch Perfect Four is coming out. No, but, I no. Uh, yeah, I really like the second one. I, don't I think loved I've... Edge of Seventeen. That was where it kicked in for me for her. Mm-hmm. I just thought she did such a good job, and it's such a fun movie, and it's just it's so well done. So she's so dramatic and funny, and I loved her in that movie. Uh, 17 year old yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah Haley Steinfeld number five okay my number four is Riley Keough she is Hollywood royalty if anybody doesn't know she is Elvis Presley's granddaughter um so she had a whole bunch of stuff at the beginning she was in the runaways and a lot uh where I think I first saw her was Mad Max which was in 2015 um she was also in a show called the girlfriend experience which is um not for everyone I will say she does play a I don't want to say a prostitute, but like maybe a, a perfect, like a notch above that, like a call girl type, you Escort. know, yeah, like maybe that. So it's a girlfriend experience. So I guess you're trying to do that. Um, I loved her in Logan Lucky. Do you remember that one? Yeah. We loved her in that. And then she's got a couple like Zola and a couple of movies that are coming out. I just find something about her when she's on the screen. I'm very, I find her very, um, I don't want to say attracted to because it's not like that. Like I'm, I'm very captivated. Yeah. Like I find she's just, she just gets me. Like as soon as I saw her in Logan Lucky, there was just something about her. And it's not even having to be the Hollywood royalty. It's just a cool touch. Like I, I didn't know that before I saw Logan Lucky, but she was just so great in it. She really was. And so she's got a new movie called, um, the guilty that's coming out with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ethan Hawke, which you had mentioned, um, when you did your Ethan Hawke, uh, deep dive and uh so that one looks really good and then there's daisy jones and the six so this used to be a this is another book adaptation um i think it's taylor reed jenkins is the author i might be mixing up the jenkins and the reed but no that's right taylor reed jenkins and um so she's playing i i presume the lead character daisy um so that'll be that'll be interesting to see because it's about a band and stuff so yeah so riley keel and she's super gorgeous but yeah. Uh, my number four is Lucas Hedges. Oh yeah. You okay. um now I'm already forget I didn't write down the movies that I've seen him in, but I'm pretty sure he was Manchester by the Sea, and 
there was something else where he's already pretty young, but he's already had like very profound performances. Right. The other one that's honestly at the top of my head is I was thinking that he was in uh, the movie that Jonah Hill directed that you didn't like mid 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say didn't like it. Don't say that. You just didn't. Uh, how not, You didn't like it as much Bird. as I did. Oh, yeah. Lady Bird. That is the, Lady Bird. Um, was there not? Yeah, mid 90s. You're right. Ben mid-90s. is back. I've always wanted to see. Boy Erased. Was, oh, that's a good movie. Boy Erased. Yeah. Three billboards. Manchester, Manchester by the Sea. So yeah. that's. Manchester by the Sea and mid-90s were the two that made me think this is already a pretty, it's a younger actor that's taking on roles that are clearly not like, I mean, obviously most actors are putting their body on the line, but it seems like he's going into very like deep, serious roles from a young age. So I'm interested to see if he tries to branch out and be funny or if he's just going to stick to what he's done so far yeah yeah well that's the that's the fun part that's why this is a fun segment is just like what are they gonna do and this these are the ones we're excited to see what their next projects are right uh so my number three is Wyatt Russell again Hollywood royalty he is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's uh son and if I'm I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on here but I'm obsessed with that entire family I want to be part of it I want to play with them because they just look like they're fun times all the time like they just look like they love life um so I wouldn't say I saw him on a lot but when I looked it up there he was in movies I had seen but I he must have tiny roles or whatever but I mean obviously Falcon and the Winter Soldier was where I really thought his I thought his for playing a bad guy his acting was just off the charts for me I just think he did such a good job in that movie and I feel bad for the hate he got because it's a movie people and it's not real yeah it's pretend fyi (laughs) and we kind of now know from the end of falcon the winter soldier that he's going to be a part of the mc moving forward yeah so it'll be exciting but i hope that he doesn't just go that direction because i feel like he's got a little bit more and fun fact he used to he almost played in the nhl he was a goalie so he was really into uh, hockey for a long, long time. And then I guess decided to do the acting route with the fam. And he was also in a hockey movie. Yes. He was in Goon 2 Goon with two. Uh, uh, Sean William Scott. Yeah. And Liev Schreiber. I don't know if he was in. I actually never watched the second one. The one no. with Wyatt Russell. But first one was good. Nice. Uh, my number three is Zazie Beetz. Mm. Who Atlanta? She was in Deadpool. Uh, she was in. I think I made you watch. Did I make Did you, you watch see Deadpool? I'm, no, I'm not, I haven't watched it yet. No way. Uh, no, no. I'll mm. avoid it for as long as possible. Even though I lost that bet fair and square. You really did. Um, she was also in. Did I make you watch High Flying Bird with the Steven Soderbergh one about the basketball? And it's, I feel like it is the basketball. I feel like you. But it's not like it's not the actual game. It's like off the court stuff. Mm, maybe so not. I mean, we can go back and check yeah. the episodes, but if even if I didn't make you watch it, I'll definitely make you watch it eventually because yeah. it is just like it's a basketball movie, but it's not necessarily just about the game. Like it's about stuff that goes on behind the scenes. She plays like an agent's assistant and she just she's someone when she's on the screen, I'm just thinking, OK, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Especially because the, when I go, OK, so she was in Deadpool again, didn't see it, but see just seeing her in that is interesting seeing her in this high flying bird and then she's in atlanta like it's just like a wide range yeah and i'm nice. just i'm interested what she does next what's her name sorry uh zazie beats i like it i'm into it i'm into that name 
it's fun. Okay, so you may have this one as well. This okay. May be, yeah, this may actually be your number one. Okay. Or number two. Yeah. It's my number two. Okay. Is Zendaya. Yeah, that's my number one. Your number one. Do you want me to wait then? Uh, no, we could talk about it now. Are you sure? Because then you have two, right? Why don't you do your two now? Okay. Uh, my number two, very related to Zendaya, is Tom Holland. Mm, nice. Not only did we see them getting kissy kissy in a car yeah recently guys it was so exciting <laughs> but also tom in Ho- real life yeah not just not just for the movie no but tom holland is already not just letting himself be spider-man yes he did uh i don't know if it was cherry or sherry i think it was cherry i think it was cherry and uh the one with robert pattinson that i want to watch oh um, the dev- devil uh, no the devil around oh, you or like the devil knows devil you all the time I devil know. all the time i is think that that's what actually is? what it is um he's clearly he's put himself in the spider-man role that he says he wants to play forever which if he wants to do that i think the world should just let him do that because he is such like a fun loving spider-man he's the he is the best spider-man i think but even though you watched like 20 minutes of the amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> it's the only thing at the cottage stop you know what? Sorry, can I jump in? Did you know he was in the movie called um, uh, The Impossible? He was like really young oh. in that. Oh, have you seen that movie? It's really like I don't really remember it, but I, I remember enough of it. There is a scene. So it's about the tsunami that like real life. And this is about a real family and they all get split up and then they're trying to find each other. And this kid is trying to find I think he's with his mom. And then the dad is with the other two brothers and they're all trying to like find each other. And, you know, they're all dispersed, obviously. And then so he's at this he's on the scene and he's like, oh, it just I just got chills all through my body. And he's in this like camp place where they're put like a hospital type thing. And the little boys are on a truck and they see him and they start screaming his name and they all start running to each other. And it is like it will it kills me every time. Like it is just so good. His acting was like off the charts in that movie. I'm crying. Go ahead. Just keep uh, talking about Tom Holland. Yeah. I, I just, I, I like, again, the range of you have this kind of staple character that you can play. And especially, again, Tom Holland's really young. He can play Spider-Man for the next 10 or 15 years if, if he wants to and if they want him to. And he's clearly not just satisfied with doing that. He's doing a lot of stuff. Although right. the, there's a movie with him and Daisy Ridley. I don't know. It might have already come out, but it just... It didn't really look great. Daisy Ridley is another one. I, d- I didn't write her down, but she's someone who, again, are you going to get pigeonholed of you did Star Wars? Right. Sorry. I feel like I jumped in there. I didn't mean to with the impossible hey, thing. I, you're excited. I like that you're really, engaged in it. I really got, I really got emotional there, but yeah. I just took over your whole thing. And, and I'm sorry about that. Didn't take over. It's a okay. conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I really want to see Cherry. We should watch that. It's on Apple actually, I think, because I have it on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my, do you want me to say my number one? I just feel bad that we're, just, just do, your number, okay. do your number two. Okay, so my number two is Zendaya. So I don't re- really remember where I saw her first. Like, I'm going to say I didn't see her in a show. I'm going to say I saw her like more of a red carpet or it, something like that. Like not, I didn't see her in something and go, oh, whatever. And when I looked through her IMDb, I definitely hadn't seen anything you know, before Spider-Man, really, like, or The Greatest Showman. Like, that's kind of where I started seeing her, but I know she's a Disney star, and I feel like she has transitioned in the most interesting way out of anyone in Hollywood right now. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel 
you know, Greatest Showman. She was beautiful. Like, she did a beautiful job. Spider-Man, she's great. She's not really in the first one, but then we see more of her, you know, in the upcoming ones. But when she's in Euphoria, it just takes it to another level. And she wins an Emmy for it. And she's just, it really shows her acting. You know, she's not just a Disney star. She can really act. And she's, like, when she's banging on the door for those drugs, like, it is gut-wrenching like and that's a hard scene if you think about it because you can overdo it and you can make it look not cheesy but like I don't know like over over the top is definitely something where it was in that scene teetering to that moment but it's just you could just see the desperation yeah of just give me one more and it's someone who's her friend that wants to protect her I know and he won't and that's just and she goes through the she goes through this roller coaster of emotions I think she's she mad goes, at him she's yeah she goes through sad. all the stages she, of grief she does like bargaining she just, please just this is my last I promise my last time like but the way she does that scene is just I mean it's off the charts and then we see our Malcolm and Marie which have you seen it yet yes okay so it is done in black and white. It is just her and John David Washington. And it is about a couple that is fighting. It is on Netflix. And I highly recommend anybody going to watch it. It is so well done. And and you think you're just going to watch these two people fight all the time. Like, am I just watching a marriage story over? No, it is like it kind of just shows you what it's what it like, what it's like. Like, it's just we're having this fight and we're going but they go through the emotions and it's just so well shot. It's just, it's a cool movie. Like yeah, it hits you in waves. It's not just people screaming at each other oh, the whole yeah, time. No. It's like, okay, let's take a breath. Let's then go sit outside other, and smoke. They, yeah. and, and then there's quiet moments and there's, I don't know. It's just, it really shows her acting is just, so there's a new movie Dune. I'm really excited to see. Do you think I'll like that though? I don't know what Dune. Oh, okay. Sebastian stands in it. So I think I will. I'm just kidding. No, it looks really good. I think it's like a sci-fi action. Oh, I think that's... Uh, Did I say it wrong? No, no, no. Yeah. No, I, no I, had, I was just... You saying that made me think it's um, the guy that did Blade Runner. The most recent Blade, Blade Runner is Canadian. Uh, I don't know. Dennis, Denny uh, Villeneuve. Oh, okay. Because I remember people talking about that movie coming up and... Uh, I, I think it's supposed to be out this year, too. Like, I'm pretty sure... Because people were talking about after Blade Runner, what is he going to do next? Because he's like really taking a jump like he did kind of like an indie film. And then he did. Well, doing a sequel to Blade Runner is not necessarily a small production. Okay. Listen to Dune's um, people in it. Um, I thought you were going to say like the synopsis. No, no. It's. Oh, do you want the synopsis? It is. um, Sorry. A science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty interesting. So, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca uh, Ferguson, mm-hmm. uh, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, David Baptista, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, Stalin Sarsgaard. So, I guess Sebastian's not in this. I thought he was in this one, but it must have been something else I was looking up. That, uh, that's, that is a cast. Yeah. And, uh, I was trying to think when I was thinking who's the main guy in my head. I was thinking Tom Holland, but it was just because you said Zendaya. But yeah, Chalamet. I, I do remember hearing about this movie like a couple of years ago. Chalamet might have been on my list, but I feel like he's almost too big now. Like I feel like, but yeah, he's yeah. still interesting to me of like who I'm interested to see of what he does. But yeah, he's he's, he's teetering on that line. He's yeah. almost more in the Sersha category. Yeah. Which I'm I'm going to do a great setup to your number one. If you think of a movie with Timothy Chalamet and Sersha Ronan, you think, oh, those are the two stars. Unless 
there's someone else there's someone else in this movie yeah do you want to talk more about do you want me to do my number one or you want to talk more about zendaya i don't know i was i was setting you up to do your number one because it's not not too subtle if anybody's catching on you know british part of little women might have just seen her in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Go ahead. Number one, Florence my, Pugh. I love my Florence Pugh. So I had never seen her before. And so when I saw Little Women, I didn't even know who this girl was. And she was so amazing that I was like blown away. Like I was like, who is that girl? And I love Sersha and I love Timothy. Like I love all the people in it. But something about Florence Pugh when she is on a screen is is magical like it's the only way I can describe her she is pure magic to me so she was in um so I looked her IMDb up because I'm like why have I not seen her whatever so she's fairly new like 2014 she kind of started but she's in a movie called The Falling with Maisie Williams and she plays that's her very first movie and she played I think they play witches like tried to watch the trailer but um and then Midsummer. She had another one there, Fighting with Family or whatever. But then Midsummer's where she kind of, I guess, people start noticing her. And I started watching it. I haven't I haven't finished it. You don't think I'm going to like it. Because, again, we're at the cottage where Wi-Fi takes like 100 years. So I, um, I haven't watched that one. But Little Women is where I see her. And then I'm obsessed with her. I follow her on Instagram. If you don't follow her, you should because she's freaking hilarious. Like, she does these cooking segments. She's just she's just fun like she's a fun like she just looks like she's just uh she's got her shit together and i like that and then she took over a marvel movie she took over um yeah so black widow like we said we watched it and i I love scarlett johansson as black widow i think she's amazing i think the movie was amazing but florence Pugh takes that movie like she takes it almost to me thinking about it now it felt more of like a passing the torch it did like it just because she is going to be in Hawkeye. Obviously, she's going to go and try and hunt Hawkeye down or whatever. Right? Which again, that's another going back to someone else, Haley Steinfeld. Yes, I know. I'm so excited about the Hawkeye show. That's not till the end of the year, though, right? Uh, I always, I always read that it was fall. Okay, I hate when people say fall. Okay, when's fall? Do you want to do you want to talk about Yellowstone? I do. I for just a split second. So Yellowstone, which I was not a fan at first, and now I'm obsessed with it. My friends all recommended it. It's a great show. Usually comes out in June every single year. So this year they said Father's Day. No, no Yellowstone. Then they finally announced a couple. You know what? I'm fine with whenever you want to put it out. But you have to tell the fans when you're – give us a date. So now they're saying – it's back in the fall. Okay, well, the fall is three months. Can you give us, is it September, October, November? Like, I don't, like, as long as I just know the date. I don't want to just, you know, I just, I think it's frustrating. Like, you know your fans are excited. And they left it on the biggest cliffhanger. So it's like, okay, can you just tell us when it's coming back? So I have something to look forward to this fall. Anyways, um, back to Florence Pugh. Okay. She has a new movie coming out with Olivia. It's an Olivia Wilde movie or Olivia Wilde directed it and it's called Don't Worry Darling. So I'm excited to see because she's still fairly new on the scene. I am excited to see her in different things. Like I don't again, I don't want her to get pigeonholed into the MCU. I want to see because I feel like she's got I feel like she's got a lot to to offer us. Uh, I think especially with doing Midsummer and uh, little women that she kind of already proved her range yes. at least to I mean to us she can prove her range but it's not necessarily to everyone else I think she's joining the MCU at a good time because she's already established and isn't using the MCU to establish herself yes that's a very fair point yeah for sure there you go that's Florence well, Pugh you? 
Yeah, you well, have to do your Zendaya. Well, I, we talked about Zendaya. I know, but I feel like I took over the whole thing. You didn't. We just had the same person. There's nothing wrong with that. I know. I figured we would. Spider-Man, Euphoria. I saw her first on the on a Disney Channel show, Shake It Up, where she danced. And she was with Bella Thorne. I didn't yeah. know that. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah, I did. Aww. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you would have been in that right age. But I wouldn't, but like I didn't really watch it at that time thinking, ah, this girl's going to be a superstar. Yeah. And then her co-star is going to start in OnlyFans. Right. Oh, boy. Zendaya's made some great choices. She also makes some excellent fashion choices. If you're into it, she is one of the best dressed in Hollywood, I think. She just really, she really brings it every time. So, yeah. All right. Let's pick our movies. Okay. Back, back did to this. Put, did you put the other ones? I back put in? them back in, yeah. Okay. So they're probably all together. Okay. What? It's sticking. Oh. All right, I got one. It is number eight. Oh, eighty-one. Number eighty-one. Lock, stock, and two smoking yes. barrels. Yes, Guy Ritchie. I love this movie. I love anything Guy Ritchie. I've never seen it, so. Well, that's exciting. I miss this. I know, I missed it too. All right, I picked mine. Uh, number 91, V for Vendetta. Oh, I don't know if I've seen this. The oh. Natalie Portman, right? Uh, yeah, it's, I think I've seen it probably two or three times just in high school. Wow, how come? Uh, I don't know. It was a teaching moment. I don't remember why, but... <laughs> so they did a really good job. Yep, there was a movie on. That's all I cared about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good one. Okay, perfect. So 81 and 91. Fun. All right. All right. Case, got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. And besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.